So I thought I would wait until the new year to begin volume two of the Women of the Spirit Bible Study. This is on faith, prayer, and spiritual warfare. But then, as I was reading this morning, I felt like now is the time. Today is the day of salvation. And without faith, it is impossible to please God. So, we're going to start on lesson one today. And that is on faith. So, Hebrews 11.1 1 tells us, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. We can go into Webster's Dictionary, and we will find that faith is defined as evidence, clearness, an outward sign, a substance, that which underlies all outward manifestations, real, unchanging essence or nature of a thing, that in which qualities inhere, that which constitutes anything what it is. And inhere means to be a fixed element or attribute. So, let's read Hebrews 11.1 1 a different way. Faith is the fixed, unchanging element of things desired, the clear, outward sign of things not seen, without any doubt or wavering of the mind. Faith causes what is nothing to be made into something. Hebrews 11.3 tells us it is through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. So God took something that was void and he made it into the world through his spoken word. He made light out of nothing simply by saying, let there be light. And there was light. So what do we know about faith? First of all, faith has no fear. Fear is not of God. And 2 Timothy 1.7 tells us that God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Hebrews 11.23 tells us that by faith, Moses, when he was born, was hid three months of his parents because they saw that he was a proper child and they were not afraid of the king's commandment. We also know that faith believes, no matter how impossible the situation may look, Romans 4:19 through 21 tells us in regards to Abraham being not weak in faith he considered not his own body now dead when he was about an hundred years old neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb he staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief but was strong in faith giving glory to God and being fully persuaded that what he had promised, he was able also to perform. He didn't stagger at God's promise. He was fully persuaded. 
that means he didn't tremble. He didn't waver. He wasn't skeptical at all. Unbelief is skepticism. It's that incredulity. But he was fully persuaded. Persuading is inducing one to believe. It's an act of influencing the mind by argument or reason. A state of being persuaded, a creed, or a belief. For example, in Second Kings 4, the Shunammite lady said, It is well. And she said that while her son lay dead on the bed in her house. Yet she said this because she believed that the prophet of the Lord would raise her son up and he would live. It sounds so easy, right? So how can this be? Why can this be? Well, let's go back to point one. Faith has no fear. When we have faith in our heart and in our mind, God is bigger. God is greater than whatever it is that we fear. So how big is your God in comparison to whatever fear you have right now? See God. See him in his greatness, in his glory, in his power. Let that fill your mind so that God becomes bigger than the problem that's before you. In 1 Samuel 17:24, we read about an army who also forgot or maybe they didn't know how big God really was. And it took a simple shepherd boy to show them that there is no force that can come against the children of God. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. David went to visit his brothers, and he heard Goliath roar. And all the men of Israel, when they saw the man, they fled from him, and they were sore afraid. They were probably trembling, shaking, quaking in their boots. The eyes and the ears, sometimes they'll be referred to as the eye gate and the ear gate, they were full of Goliath. We need to fill our eye gates and our ear gates with God. The men of Israel, they saw Goliath's size. They heard Goliath's roar, and they were filled with fear. But David put Goliath back where he belonged. He said, Who is this uncircumcised Philistine? that he should defy the armies of the living God. This great faith that David had is what had him brought before the king. And David said to King Saul, Let no man's heart fail because of him. Thy servant will go and fight with this Philistine. David could say this because he wasn't focused on his power, but on his God's power. That is faith. And so David said, 
the Lord, that delivered me out of the paw of the lion and out of the paw of the bear. He will deliver me out of the hand of this Philistine. That's faith. And he says to Goliath, You come to me with a sword and with a spear and with a shield, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom thou hast defied. This day will the Lord deliver thee unto mine hand. He had no fear. He didn't magnify his enemy. He magnified his God. He knew God was on his side. God wasn't on the side of the Philistines. And David had no false illusions about his own power. He attributed his success, all his gain, he attributed it all to the power of God. There's so much more to faith. Faith is what helps us to see in the darkest night. Faith isn't believing that God can do something, but believing that God will do something. Mark eleven twenty two through 24. And Jesus answering saith unto them, Have faith in God, for verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he saith. Therefore I say unto you, What things soever ye desire, when ye pray, believe that ye receive them, and ye shall have them. There's an amazing story about this kind of faith. It's about the life of George Mueller. He ran an orphanage, and he ran the whole thing by faith. According to the story, there'd be many times that he didn't have food to feed the children. And so they would pray together. And always, God would miraculously send enough food to feed them all. The captain of one of the ships Mr. Mueller was traveling on said, We had George Mueller of Bristol on board. I had been on the bridge for 24 hours. I never left it. George Mueller came to me and said, Captain, I have come to tell you I must be in Quebec on Saturday afternoon. I told him, It's impossible. Very well, then, he said. If your ship cannot take me, God will find another way. I have never broken an engagement in 57 years. Let us go down into the chart room and pray. I looked at him and I thought to myself, What lunatic asylum can that man have come from? I never heard of such a thing as this. Mr. Mueller, I said, do you know how dense this fog is? He replied, no, but my eye is not on the density of the fog. My eye is on the living God who controls every circumstance of my life. He knelt down 
and he prayed one of the simplest prayers. When he finished, I was going to pray, but he put his hand on my shoulder and he told me not to pray. He said, as you do not believe he will answer, and as I believe he has, there is no need for you to pray about it. I looked at him, and George Mueller said, Get up, Captain. Open the door. You will find that the fog has gone. I got up, and indeed the fog was gone. On that Saturday afternoon, George Mueller kept his promised engagement. Oh, to have that kind of faith manifested in our own lives. That we would be so certain that God will provide that we would have no doubt in our mind. There's another story about the Reverend C.P. Kilgore, who was a pioneer in the Pentecostal movement, It is said that he was preparing to hold a baptismal service in Oklahoma in a river. And when he started to baptize, there were snakes everywhere. Reverend Kilgore said in a loud voice, I curse every snake in this area in the name of Jesus, and I command them to go. Those who were in attendance testified that the snakes began to slither away until there were no more snakes in sight. Many years later, it is said that while the churches were holding a memorial service to honor Reverend Kilgore, the mayor spoke at the service. He told the story about the snakes, and he said to this day, in that area, there are no snakes. William Beck says it beautifully, short and simple. Faith is being sure of the things we hope for. And of course, as we read in the Bible, faith makes us certain of the realities we do not see. For it is the proof of things we do not see, the conviction of their reality. Faith perceiving is real what is not revealed to the senses. Doubt sees obstacles. Faith sees the way. Doubt sees the darkest night. Faith sees the day. Doubt dreads to take a step. Faith soars on high. Doubt questions who believes. Faith answers, I. I don't know who wrote that exactly, but I think we should all strive to say, it is I. I believe. Help us, Lord, in our unbelief. So next time we're going to talk about how to become a woman of faith. In the meantime, I pray that the Lord will increase your faith, that he will help you to speak faith.
and to grow a heart of faith within you that your faith will not waver, that you will not doubt, that you will be steadfast and strong in the Lord. Seek his face. Seek his voice. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. 